I'm just going to tell you, uh, I'm going to kind of break from what's been norm. Uh, I, I don't, I, I do that, I do that when the Lord puts something on my heart out of, out of, out of nowhere, if you will, or in various circumstances or whatever. And this morning, I, I just kind of want to do that. And I don't really have a text for you this morning. I do, but it's not the text that you're normally used to. So if you want, we'll, uh, we'll just, we'll just have a word of prayer over the rest of this service. And, uh, and then we'll just believe the Lord to bless his word as we get to it. Amen. Amen. Come, come on, let, let's stand one more time. I know you just sat down, and I'm sorry. I should have had you stand up, but, but let's just pray one more time. And uh, Brother Angle, do you, would you like to bless our service? Lord God, hear me when I pray this morning because I've got a request for you to come and be large in this service. Be a big God. Be the big God that you are. Hallelujah. I bless you, I praise you, and I thank you for anointing pastor to give out and us to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Angle. Come on, give the Lord the glory this morning. Lift him up one more time. One more time. Amen. 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 You, you can be seated again. You feel like a yo-yo, don't you? Just up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, like I said, I don't really have a text, but I do. If, if I, this text comes from uh, uh, actually a doctor office. And uh, some of you didn't even know that I had had to go back to the doctor. And I didn't broadcast it a whole lot because I just aggravated with that whole situation. Anyway, but uh, uh, Thursday I had to go back to the doctor and uh, another another visit, if you will. And uh, things I knew things something wasn't right again. I didn't. I started feeling it on the weekend, last weekend, and things progressed and progressed and got to the point that I finally had to call him on Wednesday. Of course, he took me in on Thursday, and of course, they come to find out, you know, it's this old stupid infection was back and uh, back pretty pretty strongly uh, in some uh, in some ways. And uh, put me on 30 more days of antibiotics. And, uh, but that's, but don't despair now. Don't despair because I, I, got, I got something really God lift, lifting up word out of that. Because as I said, I, I was somewhat despaired by the moment at first because I, I, I know that whole progress now. I know what this antibiotics, I know all this junk, and I know the drain and so, so I, I, I actually, I myself was in a moment. I was having some some despair, and when he was telling me all this, I started questioning. I, I usually don't say a lot to doctors. I don't usually say. I usually just listen to what they got to say, and I take it. I just take it. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Well, I, I guess I'm just at that place where I done this about had enough, and not that he can do anything, you know. But but I started questioning him like a lawyer. I did. I had questions. I mean, immediately I had these questions. I'm like, dang. I mean, like, like what? And, 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 and where? And, 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 you know, he, he, he was kind of, he was kind of feeling the same frustration because he's been on this ride as well. And he, he, you know, he thought, well, we're just going to have to look further into this and see. I, I'm like, I'm like, here's, here's what I said. We, we done spent $30,000 on testing. We ain't found nothing yet. You know, I'm like, how are we going to look further? You know, and, but then at that moment, at that moment, here's what I want to tell you. So at that moment, I started getting this revelation. I started getting this insight. And, and I realized, I realized, I realized that, man, this is spiritual. That's what this is. 
after all this talk, all this testing, all this junk, going through all, I said, this is spiritual. That's all this is. This is a spirit. Now, yeah, it's a real infection, but this is a spiritual warfare. This is a spiritual thing that's come upon me. This is, this is a spiritual fight. This is what this is. And then, of course, in the questioning, he, he was trying to help me and give me answers, and he was doing the best he can, but he's not coming from the same world that I'm thinking on now. We're thinking on two different worlds now. I have done shifted, thank God. Somebody say thank God. It's so good when you can shift. You can, you can be in the midst, you can be in the midst of, of hearing fleshly and worldly things, and, but, but in your mind you've shifted. You've left. You've left this universe and boom, and now, now you're thinking in a whole different realm now. And all of a sudden everything changes. Everything changes. And, and this is what he said. And this is really what sparked me. This is what he said. He said, well, you're just going to have to consider your own body. And he said, he said, you know, you, you, your, your lymph system is, is so depleted. It, it, you've got no lymph system to fight infection. And, and then he said this. And this, this, this is the part that really stirred me up. He said, and you're getting older. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I said. We, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> he, he said, you're, you're getting older. And he said this, he said, if you had a natural immune system, he said, he said, you, you couldn't fight now what you used to fight. That's what he got, he was telling all this stuff that made sense in the fleshly realm. And I, and I agree with all that in the fleshly realm. But when he, he left the room then, he said, he had to go do something, get some stuff lined up for me, and get some more, more antibiotics, prescription and all that. And then I was sitting there, he said, I'll be right back. And I was sitting there and I was thinking on that. And I was mulling that over. And the part that, that really got me, and it really wasn't the age part because I don't really care. God's, God's blessed me to be 48. <laughs> and a poor memory. The part that kept coming back in my mind, and, and that's when I realized that I needed to pay attention to this, he, was the part where he said, you need to consider your own body. You called it, didn't you? You called it. You called it. Consider your own body. And I, I, there's just something rose up in me. It was just something. It was, and I knew this was spiritual. It was a spiritual thing. That's why I knew all this is spiritual now. It rose up in me. It rose up into me. But wait a minute. I don't got to consider my own body. I don't. And my mind, my mind. Of course, how many know when, you, when you've shifted and you've went into that other world, and, 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 and when you love the word and you've studied the word and the word's in your heart, you've hit it in your heart anyway. It's not hard to go here. But I, immediately I started thinking about the scriptures in Romans. And that's where we're going to go. That's not really the text, but it is. Romans 4, about Abraham. And this was, this was, this was Abraham's, if you will, his story. And, and immediately this is what I thought of. It says, this was Abraham, who against hope, listen, he believed in hope. He did. That he might become the father of many nations. I just want to be a grandfather, so everybody chill out. That he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken. Because God spoke it, so shall thy seed be. Now listen, here's the verse, here's the verse. And being not weak in faith, what's it say? He considered not his own body. He considered not his own body. Listen, he said, 
even now being dead. He considered not his own body, now even though it was dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither did he even consider Sarah's dead body. He said, I'm not going to consider that when we're talking in this realm of what God has promised and what God has put in our life. Verse, let's go on and read it. Verse 20, verse 20. He staggered not at these promises of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God, giving glory, being fully persuaded that he had promised, he that had promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. And therefore, therefore, therefore it was imputed, it was given. He was looked upon. God seen him as righteous. As righteous. God seen him like that. Why? Because he didn't consider his own body, but he was considering God. His mind, although the, everything looked dead or seemed dead, he didn't consider that, but he considered God who was well alive. And well powerful and well mighty. And God, God therefore give him righteousness. Come on, all you Christians. That's how you got yours, believing in Christ. Verse 24. But for us also to whom it, and to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him, there it is, that raised up Jesus our Lord. From the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Amen. So, 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 sitting in there, that, that's exactly what, now I didn't think of all these scriptures, but I had the bulk of them in my mind. When he said, you got to consider your own body. Now, I just want to tell you something. This morning, in a lot of areas, a lot of realms, that's what we do. We consider our own weaknesses. We consider our own frailties. We consider our own deadness of what's going on in our life. We consider, we consider, we consider, you know, we, we bring that at, to the forefront above anything that God has said. Come on now. You hang with me because I'm going somewhere. So, 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 it, it, it's, it, it's in faith. It's in faith. I know that. that, that I'm just not going to consider this body this is a spiritual thing. Now, I know I got to deal with whatever this body brings, but I'm going to consider what God. I'm going to start, I'm going to start considering by faith. I'm going to start considering what Jesus done in his body. Come on, there's a difference. If I'm going to, I'm going to show you. If you're going to consider a body, you need to consider this morning the body of Jesus Christ. His body. If you're a believer, if you're a believer this morning, you got faith in the promise, you got faith in what Christ did, his works on the cross, how he gave his body. You need to, you need to quit considering your body and start considering his body. The stripes he took, the bruises he took. Amen. Amen. So that brought me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Is this all right? I'm just going to walk through this a little bit and then we're going somewhere. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And, and, and most of the time when I've ever brung this out, I've never brung it out in this context before. 
I've always, I feel like sometimes now maybe even totally misused this verse sometimes. But, li- but listen to what it says. Paul says, there hath no temptation, no trial, no testing. And really, it's, it's the affliction. It's, it's a, a testing of affliction. It's a testing of hardship. It could be a testing of sickness, a testing of depression, a testing, a testing of oppression. But it's a hard affliction. It's a, of the evil one most of the time even. The evil one even. But none of those have taken you such that it is common to man. But here's the thing. God's faithful in all of that. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted. And this is where a lot of people know this scripture. Tempted above that that which you're able. But will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. A way. A way. The way. I thought about that. There is this, there's this the way. It's all about Jesus now. That's all this is about this morning. There is the way. That's the A way. It's the way. It is Christ. And it's considering who he is. And considering who he, what he did in his work and in his body. Amen. And, and this, this way, this way is always the escape. Jesus is always that. That's what he is. Amen. We've got to go on. I want, I want to finish this first because it's where, where we're going. And, of course, then. He starts, he, he goes into this, he more or less stay away from godless worship or ungodly worship. Stay away from godless things because he's going somewhere. He's going somewhere. And then he gets to verse 15 and he says this. He says this. He said, I want to speak to you as wise men. I want to give you, he says, I want to give you spiritual revelation. He says, you're going to you're gonna have to move out of that realm, this realm, and, and get on the other realm and, and, and grab hold to spiritual revelation now. He said, I want to speak to you that. I want to speak to another realm, he says. This is what the Lord was doing to me in that little doctor's office. He said, I want to speak to you. Paul said, I want to speak to you in another realm. I want want revelation to come. I want want understanding to come. I want want wisdom to come out of this. In other words, what he's really saying is get ready. Get ready. Revelation is about to come. That's what he's saying in that verse. He said, when when he says, I want to speak to you as wise, and and you judge what I say, you you check it out. But he's what he's saying, revelation is about to come. And the next verse is the revelation. The very next verse is is the revelation. He says this then, tied in with this way. He says, the cup of blessing which we bless is not, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? And the bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? He said, this is the revelation. It's how Abraham considered not his body in another, another age. He considered God. It's how we, if we are to have the cup of the blessing at all in this age that we live in, we'll stop considering our own bodies, our own lives, a lot of other areas besides sickness. And we'll start considering everything that Christ did through his body and the blood. The blood of Christ. The blessing. Are y'all with me? That's the revelation. That's what he's speaking of. It's about, it's not just about a practice, but it's about it's about understanding. And considering his body and his blood and every aspect of our life. Amen. Amen. He goes on. He finishes it in the last two verses, which is powerful. Where he says, for we being many, we are one bread and one body. 
for we all are partakers of that one. Who, who is the bread of life? We are all partakers of that, if you're a believer this morning. Now I'm going somewhere. Hang with me. Hang with me. And then verse 18. This is the part that really got me. He says, behold, he asked Israel a question. That's who he was really preaching to at that moment. But he asked, asked those, uh, the question. Well, he's asking the Jews a question. He, he said, behold, Israel, after the flesh are not they which eat of the sacrifice partakers of the altar? In other words, he was looking back to the old covenant. He was looking back to the old covenant where in the old covenant, when they would bring the offering or they'd bring certain sacrifices, the certain work that was done, they would, you know how they do it, they, they drain the blood, do the blood thing, offering, they'd lay the meat on the altar, they'd cook that stuff, and in, in some sacrifices, some sacrifices, what would they do? They would eat it. And it wasn't until they eat it that the complete worship service was complete. It would not be complete till they considered the body of that sacrifice. The work that had went into that sacrifice. The body of that sacrifice. And, and, and on the altar then, that they would take from there, and they were considering, if you will, if you will, the sacrifice to a greater degree. And that's, that's really, I, I just really believe in my heart, that's what Paul is trying to relate back to a mind that already knew what they're talking about here. We struggle more with this than they would have. Because they knew the old practice. And they knew what it would have meant to eat of the old meat off the altar. Or, or like the, the, the Passover lamb. They would have understood that quickly. We might struggle with it more. But if we had a more, more keen understanding on it, we would understand communion much better. And not just in the practice, not just in the ritual now, but in the considering. Considering the body. Considering the blood. From the altar, from the side. And here, here this morning, that's really what i come to talk about. Uh, being partakers of the altar. That's what it was about. Eating off the altar. Partaking from there. It, it made me see communion. It made me see some things of grace in just a totally different way. Now, the early church knew this. I preached a little bit Wednesday night about how Israel, when they were come out of Egypt, they come out of Egypt, and, and they were under grace, that's the only way they got out of Egypt, they didn't get out of Egypt except by grace, they were delivered by grace, God was just heard their cry, merciful, he come down, he prepared Moses, he prepared everything, he did all the work, they were slaves, they couldn't go anywhere, they wouldn't go anywhere, matter of fact, they didn't half want to go anywhere, amen, they didn't have anything, God give them everything, they were slaves, they come out rich, it's all grace. They didn't work for it. They didn't build, they didn't build up businesses. They, they didn't pre-plan this. They didn't have Tom Cruise or anybody coming in on a secret mission. Nothing. It's just God and grace. God and grace. And the whole time, the whole, the, the whole time that they went from Egypt up to Mount Sinai, which is the law where the law was given. Remember? Remember, I, I, I brought this out. I'd never seen this before. From, from Egypt to Mount Sinai, look at this. Nobody ever died. Nobody, nobody died. From the time they come out of Egypt, nobody died all the way to the law. And, and they weren't perfect. They were some heathens. 
They were some whiners, and they were some complainers, and they were some murmurers, and they bellyached, and they turned against Moses, and they turned against this, and, and, and Miriam, and, and all kind of junk went on. They murmured, and they whined, but, but God never killed them. You know why? They's under grace. Hey, they's under grace the whole time. They never died. Nobody. And the minute, the minute the law came, come on, somebody. Where there's grace, there's always life. Always life. But the minute the law came, the next time they murmured, they died. Next time they murmured about not having, we got to eat this old manna. They had, they, they had complained about not having nothing to eat one other time, but God didn't kill them. He gave them manna. This time they complained about, is this all we got is manna? They complained, and God choked them on quail. Because it's the law now. It was no longer under grace. I come to tell you this morning, consider his body because there's life there. There's life in that grace. If you're considering your body, your works, your efforts, that's death. It's death. They understood that. They understood the whole, but, the, but the, take that now into the new church, the New Testament church, when it was first formed, first Firstborn, when it come to of age, you get to really thinking about it. Now, now I know they went through some martyrdom. And they went some, through some things that it was in God's will. But you know what? They, they walked, they walked in, in powerful health, powerful strength of God, and mighty works of God. They, they did the whole time. Acts, and this, this is something I've seen, Acts 20 and 7. Give me that one, Dusty. Acts 20 and 7, this is how they would gather. This is the early church. Hang with me. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples would come together, what would they come together for? That was their sole purpose. I want you to see that. Now, we come together for a lot of things, and it's all good. But they, when they come together, they came together to break the bread, to consider the body of Christ. They come together to consider his work. Now, now listen, now Paul would then preach. But that was it was like that was this, that was like on the second part. We we've come to we've come to bless to take on and eat off the altar. We've come to partake of Christ's sacrifice. We've come to commune with Him and to fellowship with Him. We've come to be associated with that. That's what we've come for. Now I told you it was all going somewhere, and, and it still is, because there's these other scriptures that surround this whole scenario. But I couldn't shake it. This is just all. This is just all stuff that just flooded my heart. You think? Well, I wish you'd have flooded it with something else, preacher. Well, no, no, no. This, this, this is this is this is true stuff. We consider ourselves way too much. Here's the scripture I want you to see: First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse thirty. First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse thirty. Listen to what it says. I want you to read. I want us to read this for this cause. I want us to see this. Y'all, y'all, y'all know where some of y'all know where this is positioned at in holy scriptures. It's positioned right in the midst of the communion scriptures. That a lot of times we'll read before we take communion, but we'll read through it. We won't pay much attention. But, but I want us, I want us to catch it now. For this cause, right in the middle of the communion scriptures. For this cause, many are weak. Come on, we're going to get to the cause. You hang on. Many are weak though. 
He said, not only that, many are sickly. I said, yes, Lord. Understand. Many are weak, many, and even, even some sleep or die. Their bodies, their bodies. We know they don't, but their bodies. For this cause. For this cause. Amen. Why, why are so many? He says many. Why are so many weak? Why are so many sickly? Why so many? Verse 29 was what come before that. Verse 29 says, For he he that eateth and drinketh unworthily. Now hang on. Don't, 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 don't get condemnation yet. Hang on. He that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Listen, listen to what it says. Not discerning the Lord's body. If we're going to eat off the altar, not discerning the Lord's body. We, he, he eats and he drinks uh, unworthy. Here's, here's what I said even Wednesday night, and I still believe this. You know, how, you know how you fall from grace? I know a lot of times I've even preached the other. I've preached that you sin, you do this, you do that, and, and that might be a part of it, but you fall from grace when you quit relying on grace and start believing in your own works and your own efforts, or you start believing you can do this and I can do that. Then you fall from grace. You've gotten away from grace. Amen. That's what's happened. And that's what he's talking about. You eat unworthily when you don't eat of grace, considering his body, considering the work that he's done, considering the blood and, the, and, and what he's done in his body. When you don't consider that, we have, we have gotten from grace. In other words, we don't really believe that work anymore. We don't consider it to the point that we believe it. And, and therefore, it's damnation, unbelief. Amen. Lord, I, I, I may be at the wrong place this morning. I don't, I'm not sure. Amen. I, I, I believe that this morning. So that's part of it. That's part of it. But here was this, the big part that, that, that just clinched it for me. It was maybe just for me. But not discerning, the second part of that, not discerning the Lord's body. Not understanding that, man, it was him. It's what he did. It was the power that he, he operated in, what he did in his body. Isaiah 53, 5. Give me that Old Testament and then I'll give you the New Testament. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By, by his stripes. That's his body. Sitting in that little doctor's office. I need to consider by his stripes. Especially this spiritual attack. By his stripes. We are healed. It's not just Old Testament. It's New Testament too. Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says, Who his own self, talking about Jesus, bear our sins in his own body. There it is again. His body. His body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness. By whose stripes ye were healed. Concerning his body. I want to tell you something. This world is dying. This world is dying. It is. And you know what? God don't want us dying. 
This world is dying. And this world, this, this world is condemned. This world is dying. This world is but God don't want us condemned with it. God doesn't want anybody in here this morning condemned with the world. Nobody. Nobody in here should be condemned with the world. Give me that 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 11, uh, verse 31 and 32. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. It's not God's plan that we should be condemned with this world. Now, Jesus brought all this out in his own teaching. And I'm just going to read it to you because it's so powerful. In John, in John chapter 6, I want to read this to you. It's a little lengthy, but I just want to, and I'm not going to elaborate on it much, but I, Jesus said this all, way back when he was in his ministry, trying to get for people to focus on his body, on who he was, so we wouldn't lose that. Jesus said this, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. I am that bread of life. I am. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness, and they are dead. They're dead. This bread, this bread that we're even going to do today, this bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Wrong world, man. Then the Jews said unto them, Truly, truly, Jesus, and then Jesus said unto him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Consider me, whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. My flesh is meat indeed, my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. As, as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. By me. He shall. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead, but he that eateth this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogues as he taught in Capernaum. Many therefore of his disciples when they heard this said this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew himself that the disciples murmured at it. He said unto them doth this offend you? What and if you shall see the son of man ascend up where he was before. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Last verse. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and even who should betray him. It's about his body. 
It's about not considering anything that we can do or anything that we are. It was always about him. Always about his body and what, what he does. Today, today, I, I want to lead in. I want to leave you with this. I want to leave, leave, leave you with this, and then, and then we're going to do something. I'm just going to read this scripture. You ain't got to follow me, but I want to go back and I want to reiterate again a couple of scriptures. Remember? Who being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead when he was about 100 years old. Neither he considered the deadness of Sarah. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform. And therefore it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Verse, jumping down this a little bit, he said, For who was, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations or these troubles or these trials. Also knowing that this, these things work patience and patience, experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. And then in verse 10 of chapter 5, he says, For if even when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by his death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Moreover, in the last part of chapter 5, moreover the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more. That as sin hath reigned in unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. I know I've preached way more scriptures than I usually ever do. But I want to tell you something this morning. I want to tell you something this morning. That's my whole heart here this morning. I want to, no matter who you are this morning, no matter where you're at, you might not be sickly, you might not be in some of those, some of those ways this morning or whatever that I even brung out or even thought or what realm I'm coming from. But I just want to tell you, maybe you're on some of that other stuff. Maybe, maybe you're sitting here this morning and you feel unworthy. You feel unworthy in who you are. You feel unworthy and maybe what last week was or what last night. Maybe, maybe last night you feel unworthy because of last night. Or a multitude of other things. I want to tell you something this morning. I want us this morning, I want us to consider, you especially, consider the blood. If you believe. Now, if you're not a believer, this is not for you. I, I'm not being hard. I'm not being hard. But if you're a believer, this, will ha this, has, no, this has no meaning. It's just juice and it's just, just a stale old piece of cardboard. It has no meaning if you're not a true believer. But now if you're a believer this morning, no matter how unworthy you feel, if you're a true believer, no matter how unworthy you feel, consider not your own body. But you consider the work of Jesus Christ. The righteousness. You consider him. That's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to partake of this. And I want you to feel unworthy. I want you to consider the blood of Jesus Christ. And how it covers all sin. 
His work redeemed. You ain't got to add to it. Or you might be like myself. You, you might have been sickly and weak for a while. And this morning, you know, I to be like what I'm going to do. I, I'm going to consider his body. I'm going to discern the Lord's body. I'm going to discern what he did for me through it. I'm going to discern, I'm going to discern that I've got healing in his stripes. Hey, being not weak in faith. Not considering my own body. I'm going to consider what he did. The victory he got. Woo! That woke up the neighbors, didn't it? <laughs> Amen. Amen. We should walk in strength. We should walk in health. We should walk in that righteousness if we consider this body. Amen. Amen. And therefore, therefore, here's also let me just throw this in. I, 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 I just felt led to do this. From this day forward, from this day forward, until the Lord moves on me otherwise, from this day forward, we will always have Communion on the front of this altar. Now, we, we might not take it as a church every Sunday or every Wednesday or every service, but it's going to be here for somebody who feels weak or sickly or like the early church did. It wouldn't hurt me. You should come every service probably and partake of it. They did. What for? Discerning the Lord's body. Discerning what he, what he did. If you're struggling with, with, a, with addictions or you're struggling with some kind of temptation or some kind of thing, you need, you need to come. Now, I want to say something. Drinking this don't, won't forgive you. You're going to drink it because you are forgiven. You are forgiven. But if you don't believe that, like I said, you need to wait till you believe that. But it's going to be here. We're going to eat off the altar anytime you want. Any altar service we have, any altar service we have, whatever's going on, you can come eat off the altar. You can consider his body, not yours. You can consider his work, his sacrifice, not yours. Amen.